to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's just me in the studio today. Yeah, one down, one down. One down. Andre's had a... Situation. He's had a situation. It's four nine two nine seven nine nine eight eight one five nine four seven one four. It's a visa. It expires cool. on the first of twenty twenty one. And what are we going to be able to do with this information? Damn it! That's what Andre did on the phone, oh. and that's why he's not here. He's at the police station. Ooh. Yeah, no. I don't know how he. How can you watch that many movies about fraud? About fraud, and then really not learn. Seriously. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's. Uh. Gosh. It's been a long weekend for it's everyone. It's been a long weekend. We're all a little bit dusty. There's been a lot of stuff happening. Mm. How about we just get into the news? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Movie news. So I did want to say, just before we start the news, that we have a huge show today. We interviewed the director of The Invisible Man, Lee Whannell, yeah. uh, about his film starring the screaming, crying Elizabeth Moss. So we'll be playing that up a little bit later. And we're reviewing Dark Waters, the new Todd Haynes movie, um, mm. starring Bernie Babe, Mark Ruffalo. I saw Ruffalo. the trailer and I'm really, I really want to see it. I'm you want to see it? Yeah. yeah I'm okay, interested. Cool. Sucked in. For the Sucked trailer. in. But I, in movie news, Boris Buchani's book, No Friend But the Mountain, which was written on um, a phone from Manus, will be made in a film that's going to shoot in Australia, even though he's not allowed in the country. Oh, how's um, that working out? Uh, well, I think that there's just enough powerful people in the film industry that want to make it happen. And he said to The Guardian, what the Australian government has done in Manus and Nauru and still continues this policy, we should share this story in different languages. And cinema is a very important and powerful language. Which I think uh, I think you made the right choice, but I think yeah. this story is going to be told in many different formats. But um, okay. that'll be shooting later this year, which is really exciting. Um, cool. And uh, so, what about why are people walking out of the French Oscars? So the Césars the, are the French Oscars, and they've decided very pointedly this year to award um, Roman Polanski, mm. who is an admitted rapist of a 13-year-old girl, has been hiding in France forever, is kind Yikes. of the pivotal moment, is basically what Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, apl- mm. is apologising for. Um, and everyone walked out. Celine Sciamma, the director of Portrait of a Lady of Fire, not everyone, but it's really like split yeah. the community. Um, and people are just saying that it's the French film industry saying that it doesn't matter what you do, we're behind you. Yeah. You know, it's like this... They're like, uh, I don't really care what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. We're just going to stay quiet. But they've misjudged the tone of the uh, like society. and the f- mm. People in France are really angry about this. The film yeah. community is facing a lot of heat. And uh, I think film communities worldwide should maybe look at what's going on and maybe stop protecting these guys. Like, you don't need to give them awards right now. Mm. Um. And in also, like, really positive news. God, there's just been kind of a wave of positivity yeah. this week, maybe. Who knows? Um, I like to think so. I like to think so. After the historic Parasite run, which you can still see more yeah, than any I'm other film so at Denver. I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised it's still going. It's <laughs> been in cinemas since June. I have a small confession, though. I actually haven't seen it yet, even though I've been meaning to. Well, it's because you know it'll still be in cinemas until 2022. <laughs> it's never going to go. Um, South Korea's vowed to improve semi-basement apartments because of how awful it looks to live in one with a family. It fills up with Fair a enough. flood. Anyway, yeah. 
that's positive news. Film can like, change the world. Film changing uh, the world. It's, let's it's shut real. Manners, it's so uh, real. This is what's going to happen this year. Oh. Um, that's all the news I've got for you. Amazing. Coming up after uh, this track that we're going to play from a wives' pod. Two reviews, but only one review today. What are you reviewing? I'm reviewing Dark Waters, starring mm. Mark Ruffalo. It's moody. I'm so excited you get to interview Wise Blood. Oh, all right, this one's called Movies. Very fitting. You're on FBI 94.5. Movies, movies, movies.
Wise Bob there with movies. And I hope that's the energy that you're bringing into the morning. How about you? Ben? I think so. I know so many of my friends that did Pajama Gras this year. Sometimes you just got to stay home. Stay and... home, get comfy. I want to know what movies did you watch this week? Hmm. 0409 945 945 is the number. Let us know. I watched uh, Derek Jarman's Jubilee. Derek Jarman's that queer director, first uh, public figure, I think, in the UK to come out as HIV positive. Ah. Made a film called Jubilee, which is uh, kind of punk, kind of critical of punk. Vivian Westwood hated it. She made a T-shirt about it, dragged him all across. But um, it's an amazing movie and you should definitely mm. watch it. I think it's very uh, current Sydney. Right. Um, but I also saw Dark Waters, which is probably the least queer gay movie to exist. <laughs> Very in the other direction. From director Todd Haynes, who is the Pete Buttigieg of gay directors. So you know it'll get a nice run at Golden Age. Um, let's dive in. Yeah, let's have two reviews. One. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Take a little listen to Dark Waters. Still, you did nothing. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. Hi, Grammars. What are you doing? Mark Ruffalo there, playing the. And then it gets serious. <laughs> There's only one bit That's of nice not what music. The mo- I was going to say that is not what the most of the movie is about. Most of the movie is about people's like blackened, cancerous teeth falling out. Sorry, and- we lied to you guys. I know. This movie is, uh, is something that proves that life for us is just going to be one long unsubscription. It's a movie about a real-life scam that you just can't get out of, and it's called Capitalism. Bernie Babe Mark Ruffalo travels back to West Virginia as an unfit Aaron Brockovich to dig up dirt on why non-stick pans have been giving everyone on the planet cancer, and it's not just from using sharp objects in them. DuPont's been dumping PFOAC8 into the water, and it's making the cows go woo-woo, and then die. They've, they get rabid, they chase you, and then there's just fields full of them. Everything is grey. It's gay in that the older man won't tell the truth, and it's completely disinterested in anything the women have to say. Anne Hathaway plays the sort of, like... Did you see First Man, that movie about um, Neil Armstrong going to the moon? And I it saw had, the trailer. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anne Hathaway is kind of like the wife in that film where about three quarters of the way through she gets one emotional scene where she's like, you have to choose between your job or your family. Uh, just a plot device. Just a plot device, but it's really for people who go out of their way to see Gary Oldman movies and pay gardeners. Apparently we all have cancer from these pans, so what I'm most excited for is what are we going to do when it comes for the class action Earth versus DuPont. Because this is mm. a real story. So it's based on true story? Yeah, up oh. until 2015, this wasn't resolved. It took Yikes. one lawyer to go to this town and realise that this chemical mm. company had been dumping cancerous chemicals into the water since the 70s. The government knew about it. They knew about it. Mm. Nothing got done Just except hush, hush. Mark Ruffalo went <laughs> Storming in, in. Stormed in. But for years, like this case took about like 15 years mm. and the film spans that time and it just shows how hard it is to chip away at these companies that... Yeah, even if you know that what they're doing is wrong, there's oh. no direct, like, oh, call them out, it's done. Well, there's absolutely... Yeah, there's... just, like... They can just bury it. Um, and what they did was truly horrible. I mean, they were testing on humans, you mm. know, they were test. Anyway, 
it's it's truly horrific when Fair. you watch it, and it's worth watching. But it is also no Aaron Brockovich. Fair, sad, sad to see that uh, the nonstick pans are getting a, a little rinse because personally love a nonstick pan. Well, personally, personally, everyone loves a nonstick pan. I hate a nonstick pan. Oh. If you don't use it, if chefs don't use it, why should you? True. Just like learn how to cook. <laughs> Stop burning your food. Stop burning your food. Pay more attention. So, what would you give Dark Waters in one word review? Oh, sharp objects. Sharp objects. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, when we get back, we're going to be hearing interview that you did with who? Lee Winnell, the director of The Invisible Man, the new Elizabeth Moss Blumhouse movie, Me Too movie about uh, an invisible man who haunts Ooh. Elizabeth Moss. This one's Moses Sumney. Cut me. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. And this is Mornings. Moses Sumney. Cut me. And you're chilling on Movies, Movies, Movies with me and Jen. We've got a text in. Love Film Lords. Iron Skillet used to be $10 at Coles, but now you've got to buy them at BCF. Good to know. Good to know. Another text in. Got another text in saying uh, you don't really know happiness unless you've seen the 1998 film starring Philip Seymour Hoffman masturbating. So I think happiness was their Mardi Gras Fair. film. Fair, really which is, experiencing it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for the Todd Sullins, the original queer auteur. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to go to this interview. We yeah. interviewed Lee Winnell for a second time. The first time we interviewed him was for his film Upgrade, but he's back with a bigger budget film with Blumhouse called The Invisible Man, which he... Wrote and directed himself, but he did tell us in the interview that Elizabeth Moss was uh, very collaborative and uh, looking back at her history, she's been really public about mm. her, you know, abusive relationship with Fred Armisen. So she's a good person to have on. Good person to have in this role. Um, and we interviewed him and it's up on the FBI page now. Right, let's take a little, a little listen to it. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? Lee Winnell, thank you. Sorry. No, you go. Okay. You go. Lee Winnell, thank you for speaking with us. Uh, we're always so a pleasure. Tough. Speaking of always, we met up with you two years ago when you were promoting Upgrade. Correct. And we remember fondly you saying... Horror people are happy people. Uh, I think I remember saying to you guys that... The weird equation with movies is that the set of a comedy film is really dour and dark and everyone's very serious about how we're going to make this funny. And then in a horror film, you're just cracking up constantly. Because you're covered in blood, you're, you're, it's just a funny place to be. The amount of times I've been at the lunch table on the set of a horror movie and looked over and see someone with a, their throat slashed open, just, you know, eating, <laughs> eating a bowl of fried rice. <laughs> Hi there. It's a fun place to be, you know? It's also fun to be scared. I've mm. just been doing, like, self-defense training, like Krav Maga, and you get, like, a really giggly rush when you're, like, hurt. Like, when someone really? punches okay. you or it's something. It's been a while since I've... I used to do karate when I was, like, in you know, grade three or something, but it's yeah. been a while. Is it? Is it really... It feels good? It's like a rush. Like, yeah, it's kind of a rush of, like... I don't, know. I don't know. I feel like think that's about, horror and comedy. Yeah. It's like, think about roller coasters. I'm not sure if you guys are fans of... I, I myself hate roller coasters. Yeah. I don't want to get on it. 
but people will pay money. They'll actually oh, say, yeah. here, take my money to put me on this rickety thing and throw me around in the air at 100 miles an hour. That, to me, is, is a perfect metaphor for horror movies. Like, you want to sit in a dark room mm. and experience what it's like to have someone yeah. staring through your bedroom window at night. Hello? You don't actually want that to happen to you in real life, but you want to somehow experience it through the eyes of a character on screen. I'm scared. I want all of it. I want roller coasters. I want to be Elizabeth Moss running through houses. I was going to say screeching. And you want the person outside your window at night. A hundred percent. I want to be in every scenario. I want to feel scared. I want to. <laughs> I want to feel pain. Speaking of I pain. Was, <laughs> well, I was going to say. Okay. Speaking of roller coasters, Elizabeth Moss must pay like a really expensive therapist. Yeah. I the wow. rest is up <laughs> on the Facebook right now. That movie is out now. I think. It, hmm. Or is it out Thursday? Oh my out. god, that's my job. Either way, this week. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we dive into how Elizabeth Moss presses a button and can just cry mm. on cue. Uh, Signs of a great actor. Uh, I would say, I don't want to like drag Elizabeth, Ma- uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Moss or the Invisible <laughs> Man right now, but my choice, if you were to see a horror this week, would be to go down to the Chevelle. Mm. Um, it, there's an amazing event happening on March 6th, this Friday. Ashley Rabar will be composing a live score to... The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It's a hundredth anniversary of this amazing German expressionist film, which just looks like everyone in their sort of dark makeup walking in black and white on the way home from Oxford Street. It's really dark. Some it's like, like a dripping sweat. Pre National Socialist Germany. It's a really mm. evil movie um, in a really satisfying way, and everyone should make their way to see it. Does the original have a score and they've sort of revamped it or is it's a new so it's been composed by Ashley Rabar who's done this a few times he's mm. a really talented composer we did an interview with him with Andre but Andre's fraudulent moment happened having so a time we'll put that on the podcast <laughs> so that you can catch up with that news and um yeah. and if you want to see any uh past reviews or anything we have an Instagram movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore you know three three <laughs> there's three of them you'll, you'll get there <laughs> thanks for coming in Jen thanks so much for having me no worries hope you Enjoy the rest of your week. And right now, he's good boy. Ethereal Wishing. You're on FBI 94.5. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.